you to pass a special bill to give me a divorce? How can I manage that? Tennessee's going to be a state with our own legislature. What then? You know how folks are about divorce. No one gets one without proving somebody sinned. Adultery, just to say it flat out. Why, you've about got to be a whore. Rachel, you're not too big to get your mouth washed out. Rachel laughed. Sorry. But just the same, I'll never take Lewis back, so how will I live, a lone woman? Well, dear, you have brothers. And she would be a maiden auntie, minding someone else's babies. Yes, she sighed. Ma gave her a knowing glance. It's lonely without a man. I sure don't miss Lewis, but I guess it is. At night, you know. I know, her mother said dryly. You miss Daddy, don't you? Ma nodded, biting her lip. Rachel said, You never told me, well, what it was like, you know? Oh, Rachel, how could I? But downright amazed me, at first, anyway. I remember thinking how wonderful it was, night after night. But then he started going out to the slave cabins and coming back in the morning, and after that... Across the river a man pushed a skiff into the water. She could see his fishing pole. And that crazy jealousy started. Him, jealous of me. I should have taken a stick to him. Acting out his own guilt, I reckon, Ma said. And thank God he's gone. But just the same, the nights... She shrugged. Well, it's lonely, that's all. She studied her mother. Was it that way for you with Daddy? Ma sighed. Yes. Your father, he was... special? Her mother blushed, and then they were giggling like girls. I don't know that it's proper talk, Ma said, but I reckon it's the way life is. And it's denied me when life is just beginning. They heard hoofbeats, loud even before they could see the horse, and her mother shifted toward the door and the rifle standing just inside. I think it's Andrew, Mother, Rachel said, and then he rounded the bend at a lope sun glinting on that shock of bright hair, his long, lean body rocking to the bay's rhythm, and her heart swelled with pleasure. He saw the women as he rounded the turn, the sun flashing auburn lights in Rachel's dark hair. She was in that deep blue gown he liked, with white lace at the throat, a black shawl across her shoulders, the strength in her face and carriage evident even at a distance. She stood poised, both hands raised, like a bird with wings lifted to take the air and soar. Rachel Donaldson. He hated the last name that scoundrel Robards had fastened on her. The prettiest, liveliest, laughingest girl, the best horsewoman, the fastest dancer, the dandiest girl in the Cumberland Valley, or the whole damned world. And now this. And yet, it might yet play to advantage. He wasn't a lawyer for nothing. He reined up. Miss Donaldson? Rachel? To her he said, Walk with me while I water Maxine. They led the bay mare toward the barn. Didn't want to say it before your ma, he said, but it's all over Nashville. Robard says he's coming back for you. Says he'll take you by force. Oh, God, she whispered. I'll kill the son of a bitch he touches you, he said. He heard his voice, cold as a stone in snow. It was exactly how he felt, but he knew it was too strong. She took a step back from him. Andrew, she said. It's all right, 
he said gently. It's all right. He touched her arm. He knew his capacity for anger frightened her sometimes, frightened him sometimes. But by God, it was real. What'll I do? she said. In the barn, he pulled off the saddle, let the mare drink, and turned her into a stall. The barn was quiet, the light dim. Harness leather hung from pegs, saddles were slung over a bar. He heard the mare crunching oats. In another stall, a horse stamped and threw up its head. Its halter clinked. There was a delicious privacy in the dark barn. They could talk. I got a plan, he said. He thought it out, made up his mind in a moment, made the arrangements. I want you to go to Natchez. We have friends there. He'll never go clear to the Mississippi country to find you, but if he does, he can be dealt with. But so far, she said. And how? She was looking up at him with an expression of trust that made his heart swell. Colonel Robertson is taking his family down by flatboat. They'd float the Cumberland in the open boat, then the Ohio, then the Mississippi down to Natchez. Two months in the wilderness. I asked if he'd take you, and he said what I figured he would. He'd need an extra rifle. He'll take you if I come along. And I sure wouldn't let you go alone. Oh, Andrew. She swayed toward him. His hands found her waist. What will people say? That's the point. Folks around here, folks we care about, won't say anything. The Robertsons will vouch we weren't improper, but from a distance maybe it'll look different. You mean to Lewis, she said in a small voice. Maybe he'll go get him a divorce, and then you and me, we can marry. That's what I want. It was the first time he'd spoken. So do I, she said, as if she'd been holding her breath. He could feel his own heart beating. You mean it? he said. You'll marry me once you're free? Yes, yes, you know I will, but I'm not free. This might do it. Give Lewis grounds? Apparent grounds. Everybody who matters, they'll know better. She wore a new open look, fetters dropped, a bird ready to soar. Maybe it'll work, she said softly. Maybe it will. She began to laugh, and he caught the edge of hysteria and tightened his hands on her waist. Do you realize what it means? she said. We'll sleep by a campfire for two months and never touch. And then she was crying, tears streaming down her warm, smooth cheeks. Her arms went around him, held him hard. Let's go up in the loft, she whispered. Now. Your ma will figure. I don't care. I want you now. Her lips were parted. He could feel her breath on his face. She pulled away from him and darted up the ladder. Come. The deep blue gown draped from her fine hips swayed as she climbed, and the movement touched off a blast of desire that shook him. When he reached the loft, she was on her knees in the hay, arms outstretched. Oh, darling, she said. Darling, darling, darling. I'm going, Andrew Jackson said. Nothing more to say. Little Johnny Overton, who knew he looked like a dried-up prune and didn't mind at all, peered at his tall friend. They were standing in the square in the shade of a sweet gum. The log courthouse seemed to shimmer in the July heat. The air was heavy as a winter blanket, and Overton wondered if the heat itself hadn't touched off his friend's restless tension. But no, Jackson was just wild. All that red hair. 
The man did as he pleased and stood ready for the consequences. Like when he took Rachel Robards to Natchez. Good God, did that set the town to talking. Still, he wore out good horses coming back on the Natchez Trace with testamentary letters from both the Robertsons, and the Robertsons were pillars in this community. If they said nothing happened, nothing happened. So the talk died down. Jackson had slipped through that one, but he shaved things mighty close. And now this. It's just a report, Overton said. No better than a rumor. Yes, it is. Jackson said. Sounds official anyway. Virginia legislature gave Robards his divorce. On what grounds, do you reckon? Who knows? He smiled. Robards has a brother-in-law in the legislature in Richmond. That smooths things along. Yes, but in six months? You know how hard divorce is. Come on, now, you're a lawyer. You wouldn't settle a dogfight without seeing the paper. Wait for confirmation. Nope. I'm going to Natchez in the morning, and I'm marrying Rachel the minute I get there. She's free, Johnny. Hell, the family would never have tolerated me taking her down if it wasn't clear we'd marry soon as we could. Her brothers'll be looking for me. I don't go marry her now. Or just see the paper, so you know. But how? Ride a thousand miles to Richmond? There's no mail, you know that. Suppose I ask a traveler to carry a letter there. Maybe he drops dead. Maybe a war party gets him. Suppose there's an answer. Someone agrees to carry it back. Maybe he changes his destination. Maybe someone else takes the letter. Maybe not. Maybe he dunks his bags fought in a stream and the ink runs. Come on, Johnny. I'm not going to stake the very happiness of my life on a letter in somebody's saddlebag. But suppose it's false. You marry her and you're committing adultery. Adultery. It would follow you to your grave. The